from the former convent of the Good Shepherd overlooking Inwood Hill Park in New York City, welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home in what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome filmmaker and actor Maite Bonilla. Maite made her debut as the director, co-writer, and lead character in her first short film, Le Entrevue. She won Best Actress, Best Screenwriter, and Best Short Film for the film at Femuher Film Festival in her hometown of the Dominican Republic, and won third place in the Dominican Film Festival in New York City in 2018. And her second short film, I Am Poem, is a recipient of the 2021 Inwood Film Festival Filmmaker Fund Award from Inwood Artworks. As an actor, she recently played Belly in the Spanish adaptation of The Brief and Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde and gave an award-winning performance in her role as Ramona from the adaptation of the novel En el Nombre de Salome, both at Repertorio de Español. Bonilla studied with Terry Schreiber, the acting studio, the School for Film and Television in New York City, and in June of 2020, she graduated with her master's degree in mental health counseling from Alfred University. We're going to talk to her about her work and on and off camera and so much more. But first, let me welcome you, Maite, to In What Artworks On Air. It's great to see you. Thank you, Erin. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. Well, it's about time, I tell you. <laughs> this girl was, works more than anybody I know. So we're glad you can fit us into your schedule. Thank you. So how are you? What's been going on? Um, I am great, and I am so grateful to be here for this amazing invitation. Um, there's a lot of things going on. First of all, this is my last month for my run of uh, Oscar Wilde Repertorio. Um, I finally get to rest a little bit. So that will be it for this year's run. Hopefully, they'll negotiate with Juno Diaz, which is you know the They're Pulsar awesome. writer of uh, the novel, and we could maybe bring it back, but for now... Oscar Wilde will be ending May 22nd. Uh, and next week on Monday, I'll be starting my pre-production meetings with my associate, Carla Francesca, for I Am Poem. Awesome. Well, I hope Repertorio keeps it in the repertory uh, <laughs> for your sake and get some more uh, more more uh, more reps, so to speak, for next year. And, uh, and then I'm excited to hear about I Am Poem. Uh, well, let's take it back before we go. We're going to talk about all that uh, coming up. Um, but let's go back a little bit. Uh, do you remember what was your first experience that make you want to commit to a life in the arts? <sighs> yes. Well, I grew up in Jersey, uh, a little small town called Gothenburg, and I was in grade school. And I remember having my, one of my classmates uh, come from uh, school and, and, you know, we would play. She would tell me her stories about being in ballet and piano uh, lessons. So I told my mom that I wanted to, you know, to do that. And so my mother was very supportive of my stepfather. So they were like, okay, Maite, yeah, let's just put her in. So everything initiated at a very early age when I was basically in grade school. And then from there, we left to Dominican Republic where I'm, uh, where I was born. And, um, I, I got sick about by the age of like 15, I had this like weird disease. I think it was called the mumps. I don't recall, but I got very ill and I got very depressed. Um, and I went to go see a play that uh, Wadi Hakes, which is a very well-known uh, producer, actor, director, you name it, he's it. He's a genius. And he's my cousin. <laughs> and so I went to Casa de Teatro all by myself. Um, and I sat there as an audience and I got to 
digest this this wonderful production and since then i i just haven't stopped the, the the year after i auditioned for the national art school of bellas arte and i got in and that was it so that was the bite huh that was the bite good going to the sea theater and now you're doing it as a profession correct so how was the run? Tell me about Oscar Wow. Wow, Oscar Wow. Oscar Wow. Exactly. <laughs> Very metaphorical. Yeah, right. So we opened uh, September 2019. And I was six months into the run. And, you know, we shut down. But the experience was amazing. Uh, because through the table read and the discovery that we did with the, with the adaptation that Marco Antonio did, I found that that this this beautiful uh, adaptation or actual novel is about love. And, and love is what moves everything, um, literally. Uh, so that, that experience of, of that discoverment that I did personally uh, moved me in so many ways that um, I guess I got to believe again in love. Awesome. I feel like theater is a great teacher. It's so worldly. Um, and sometimes stories come up in your life that you didn't know you need when you perhaps needed the most. Oh, yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's what a great, say, it's about what it means to be human, right? It teaches you about your humanity. And um, I feel like that sto story is a great story. Yeah. Period. But Period. I like how you can personalize it well and find how it sometimes shows save you. you yeah, know, it did. In many ways. Um, well, we hope, again, hopefully it gets picked up and yes. you can keep on exploring the character and the roles. Um, is theater your first love? Cause we're going to go into film here now. Uh, cause I, I mean, I know you're, you're, you're still, I'll say you're still an emerging filmmaker in many <laughs> yes. ways, yes, I but, am. um, your, uh, I first got to know you through your film, La Entrevue, uh, where you not only co-starred in the film, you wrote it, you directed it. Um, that's a lot of responsibility. Uh, so, um, but you finished your festival run, so congratulations Thank on all you. that. Um, what did you learn through that experience? And, um, you know, how, how are you using what you did then as you embark now on I Am Poem? Okay. Uh, yes, I am doing, um, I'm basically, yes, a newbie. I could still consider myself a newbie. Uh, and La Interview was my first short film. Um, that experience of teamwork led me to understand that you need to keep your your people close to you and that without them, you cannot really do anything. <laughs> Basically, I mean, in theater, you could perform uh, on your own, but in, in, in film, you really do need a lot of more collaboration. So keeping my friends close, uh, in, in, in that aspect of collaboration, uh, being more organized, uh, prepping, you know, uh, before embarking in, in my second film now gives me that, you know, leverage of, of maybe, you know, having a better product, I would say. Collaboration is so key and having the right people in the right roles, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, uh, so I am Poem which you got a grant for from the Filmmaker Fund. Yes, I did. Uh, tell our listeners, what was the spark that inspired the screenplay for it? Okay. So I Am Poem is really based on a uh, true story. Uh, 
Um, and I wanted to keep it private, the name, because it, it you know, it's, it's very personal. And um, it was, it was a child that basically I took care of uh, with other siblings. And uh, he was exhibiting certain um, traits of uh, gender identity at a very early age. So the, this child was abused. And um, after, you know, the child was abused, he regressed. So physically and mentally, he was not very well developed. But with all the services that were given uh, to the child, he was, you know, able to pick up. So he had a good support system, which was me and my former partner. Uh, and obviously the services that were given to him. So when he started uh, to speak again and to walk again, the child was exhibiting certain uh, female traits. And uh, that to me was very interesting. To me it was a struggle and a challenge because I was not a mother. Uh, I, I have, I'm not a biological mother, but the, to me these were my children. They were my responsibility. Um, so this child's you know, came from abuse, came from um, from a weird, uncomfortable, and vulnerable place that that I, that we captured, and so I wanted to say, I wanted to tell that story from my point of view as a Latina, as a Dominican woman living in uh, urban communities that we are not really um, exposed to that kind of. Uh, acceptance. So this film is really more about acceptance mm -hmm. than uh, more about identity and all of this. It's a mother that it does not accept his child uh, or her child as he sees himself. Well, I think that's a tremendous personal story that I'm so excited to see how the story will be told. Um, and I say this over and over again, uh, but I just keep driving it home because I always feel like this podcast has a little bit of teaching moments inside of it when people hear like yourself speaking from experiences that I feel like all the best art comes from a very personal place. And there's a vulnerability to that. Um, and yet there's also courage in it as well. Uh, and I think that this story will help other people um, when they see. And, that, cause, and you've just made some changes to the screenplay as well. Um, you don't have to t give away anything, but um, talk about um, your role as a screenwriter for this and how you, you go through your screening process and how you have been tweaking it through production to, um, to make the story more playable and clear. Yes. Um, it's a very difficult process for me. I don't have a, a screenwriting background. Um, so to me, writing is uh, more difficult than for other people uh, but I love challenges and I and I and I get you know uh, wrapped up in in, in, th in this world that I don't know but I love to discover mm -hmm. uh, like I did with La Interview. La Interview it was I had an idea and uh, I put it together you know with with my uh, former partner and it came out like this great product mm -hmm. but now it's all on my own mm -hmm. um and I have a lot of responsibility, but it's very difficult. I mean, I, I, I throw tantrums, I cry, I get anxiety attacks. I mean, it's difficult to write. And it's only to yourself. <laughs> and it's all by myself. <laughs> Nobody helps me. It's just my dog Lily looking at me like, mama. You know, but it's very exhausting. But at the end, it's, it's, it's very fulfilling. Well, 
you're a, you come from a theater background, so storytelling's in your nature. So I have almost confidence in you. The good, the story will out. Yes, thank um, you. Uh, well, COVID has played a character in everybody's musicals, plays, films, whatever's been done in the past two years. And like it or not, people were still in the COVID pandemic. Um, and it's, it's forced producers uh, to reconsider how they go about creating work and telling stories. Um, so however, I'm curious if at all, um, your degree in mental health has influenced your approach to your work over the past few years. And specifically, given what we just talked about with you know the trauma, the trauma what this young child's been through, like what you've been through now in your in your own work and your your other life, mm-hmm. has it influenced how you're telling the story now in this part of your life, rather than ha- having written this story five years ago? Oh, indeed, definitely. Um, although I must say that I I come from a very um, open background, very liberal, very progressive background. So I had that within me. But the fact that I had um, the situation right in front of me and not me being a biological mother or raising any other kids, to me, it was an impact. I mean, uh, one of the scenes that I wrote in the in the screenplay, um, which is not longer in, in the screenplay, was uh, the car scene where Chael, where 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 Carlito tells his father, you know, to call him poem. And that was real. I remember going to the DMV, and this was the first time that the child had told me that he wanted her to be a princess. I hope I'm not giving too much away. No. Am I? And so, uh, you know, we had the conversation. I left him um, in school, and I went to the DMV. When I got to the parking lot, I broke down. I broke down because I'm like, if this would would have been my child, what would I do and how would I be able to protect him? But I was going through a lot of stuff, you know, prior to having my master's degree. Then in the process, um, after, you know, the children went back to uh, their mother, that's when I... um, that's when I started going to, uh, you know, getting my master's degree. And I just wanted to tell you a brief thing. Um, when I, when these children were in my in my um, in my care, I had gone back to school for my associate's degree. So okay. I I they had a lot of issues with speech impediment, and um, from I had a, I have a minor in speech pathology. So they triggered me a lot of things because I wanted to help them. I wanted to discover why the three of the children that were able to talk, or the two children that were the eldest that were able to talk, why were they, uh, you know, um, stutterers? So I was like, let me do my minor in uh, speech pathology. And then I went into the getting my bachelor's in human services. And everything that these children were with me, they actually taught me so much things. And then, boom, I, I was like, let me do this master in mental health because I was going with the targeted child, which was quote unquote Calitos, to these services. So I wanted to understand the the mental and the aspect of why this child and what are the consequences mentally and physically that this child would have. And what I learned from throughout this whole entire journey was that we just have to be there and listen. To our children. And not impose what you think their journey should be. Correct. Uh, and so I think it's, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, that their journey influenced you on your journey to becoming your master, your masters, right? Correct. 
How wonderful is that? Yeah. So you did listen. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as a multifaceted artist, educator, and I'll say um, mother to many children yes. out there, apparently, uh, like the Mother Teresa of the neighborhood, <laughs> um, what advice can you give to writers and filmmakers out there who are who are struggling um, with their own stories and finding avenues to create them now? Yeah. Well, um, I just have to say that you have to start writing. Start, you know, either with a notebook or with a with a computer. Personally, I like to write on a notebook, on the train, any little stories that or any idea that you think that might not work might might work. But always try to, you know, write what you know. Write from experience because it will be easier. And write one page per day. Or if it's not that day, it could be in three days. Like, I'm a slow writer. I just cannot sit and say, okay, I'm going to write. I have friends that could write a 10-minute a, a uh, short film in, in a weekend. I can't do that. Yeah. But, I, but I, it could take me six months, a year. But I did finish it. Just well, write. I think that's the real key. Do it. Be there, be present, give yourself the time to do things. Yeah. And it'll conclude when it's right for it to conclude. Like you said, like, you know, the story has been inside of your volume poem for a very long time. Yes. It's not until now that you've been through your associates and your masters that you're ready to tell this story the way you want to tell it. Correct. And I think that's great. Um, I think you were, a, your personage is a, is a wonderful way you, you brought yourself in and, and putting yourself out there as an artist saying, this is now the time for me to make this work. And I think I that's a really great, you're an, a great endorsement for artists to be able to be self-starters and to, and to create work. Yes. So um, are there any other projects you have brewing? May I add, are there any other one pagers you're writing for, for future projects? Well, um, it's still in my head. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. Yes, I do. It's going to be, I actually have two, but I want to start after I finish shooting um, this film. I want to go to DR at least for two months, get away, relax, and start, you know, um, researching on this uh, character that I want to write, my first feature. I'm not going to, I'm just going to write the feature, my first draft, do my research. It's not something that I want to do immediately. I still have to have a couple of more shorts under my belt. Sure. You know, to to then take that leap. But I know that with the opportunity that Aaron, that you gave me and you gave my other, you know, comrades to be able to to tell our stories. I mean, who does that? Only you in our community. I mean, I have to praise you. I mean, I don't want to cry here, but you you you're the man. That's very kind of you. Thank you. You gave me the opportunity. To produce my second short film. Oh, I, it, it's my, it's, it's my honor. It's my honor. Thank you. Thank you for, for, hey, you still got to do it. All right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'm not letting you off the hook that easily. Exactly. Um, but it's, it's my pleasure. And um, we are thrilled. Uh, and I can't wait. I said, best I can do is, you know, being of the community um, and, I, a lifelong artist in my own right, 
Um, however, that manifests in different days at different days, different things, different hats I'm wearing. Right now I'm wearing this one. Um, <laughs> but um, it's I felt like in what artworks, whatever we're doing, whether it's the film festival or we're putting up a pop-up art gallery or we're doing bilingual films outside free for the community, whatever it is, and we're and we're doing concerts of local artists, I think at the end of the day, what I feel what I figured out for what in what artworks is at the end of the day is using art as a platform to bring people together. And I feel like this grant, um, I was shocked when I've been here, I've been here for about 20 years now. And I feel like it's been, uh, this grant has been something unique that I've discovered. It just came out of me as a natural idea saying, well, let's keep, let's put money back into the community. Let's keep, in a local economy and like who the heck's giving money to artists. Right. And that's like, cause it's really hard to find grants just for artists. I mean, you usually have to have a big corporation or be a nonprofit or whatever. And this is like an, a, for those who don't know, the filmmaker fund is a production grant that goes towards just making the film, just get it done. I don't care if you spend it all on hot dogs, uh, if, if that's what you had to do, um, or catering, whatever. Um, my hope is that you had more money to make the film. Um, but it's like, make your film the way you want to do it, and and there's no there's no catch other than just give us credit for helping exactly. you out. Um, and I feel... Um, I feel that is a value. So thank you for validating that. And um, and I said, we're here for you and can't wait to see your film. And hopefully it'll be finished in time to be submitted for the next Inwood Film Festival when we yeah, have Yeah, well, I'm planning to shoot uh, in June. Perfect. So, yeah, we'll awesome. be ready. We're looking forward to it. Thank well, you. Well, Maite, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and having you here. Uh, and before we say goodbye, we need to know where can we go send people to find out more about you and your work. Perfect. Yeah, you could uh, find me at uh, Instagram. My handle is Maite Bonilla. And on Twitter is Maite Bonilla 29. And on Facebook, it's Maite Bonilla. Listeners, you have your instruction. Go follow her. <laughs> and uh, and maybe work with her. Are you hiring for anything right now? Any roles? Anything out there? I'm looking for um, Carlitos. You hear that? If you're a Carlito or no one, get in touch with her. <laughs> exactly. Cast that show. Okay, so listeners, you can find those links uh, in the description of this episode. Um, thanks again, Maite, Thank for you, making Alan. the time for being here today with us. Thanks. This is Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes that make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. Many thanks to the Church of the Good Shepherd here in Inwood, New York City for hosting us and to Hidesites.com for outtown promotional support. You can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation at InwoodArtworks.nyc backslash donate. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up all that we do, including the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Alfresco, pop-up art galleries, and so much more. Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.